Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Eagles-Rams, I'll there ask the go. same question as last week. Are you putting the Eagles on upset alert? Yes. The Eagles, like I... You were on it early with the offense, and I think that what that is is that Hurts isn't running the ball and all of the mobile quarterbacks are not running the ball. And maybe ironically, the best of the running quarterbacks was the guy is Lamar, who people said they were going to be passing way more. And they've actually schemed some pretty creative ways to keep the running game alive for him. But Fields... I mean, the dude in Indy gets a pretty explosive runner too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but Field and Fields and Hurts have kind of been, you know, underperforming in terms of running the football. But... The Eagles have been still quarter of the way into the season, a top five offense and a league average defense. And Cooper Cup could play in this game with Puka Nakua. And what is Sean McVay going to do? And he's playing it close to the vest. What's that going to look like? And the Eagles secondary has been vulnerable. So, yes, I think this is the classic, a classic spot. Game expected to be high scoring across the country for the Eagles, both of those guys and whatever wrinkle McVay could put into it, and a vulnerable pass defense for Philly at this point. Yeah, I do think they're on upset alert. So I like New England against uh, Dallas last week, and they lost 38-3. to And I'm bringing that up because what I didn't account for enough was New England's inability to block Dallas. And I just don't see how the Rams block Philly. Yep. After watching them against Cincinnati on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, everything you said about their skill position players, their receivers against the Eagles secondary, you know, even with even you know even with the guys they brought back at corner from last year, I think is 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 pretty much spot on. I just don't with Stafford at this point in his career and with their offensive line, I just don't see them being able to run the ball. And I don't see them giving Stafford much time to make plays either. He's got to get the ball out super fast in this game. I don't well, see any I downfield mean, passing. Nakua and Cup are pretty good guys to have yeah. on your team if you need to get the ball out fast, though. But I just could see him getting sacked here again six or seven times and Eagles go there and win comfortably because of it. So I'm not going to put them on upset alert. I think they win. I'm interested into why you frame this game this way. Okay. Jag- Jaguars, Bills. Do the Bills get a pass? Yes. If they, if they lose the game. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, you are the ultimate Bills supporter on this podcast. You've gone against the narrative of something's off about that team. They've missed their window, et cetera. So here's a chance for you to possibly play Bills apologist. The Jaguars have been lying in wait in uh, – London the whole time we know how they are with these games they're super comfortable there because they do it all the time even though they're like a 500 team in London but right this is uncon- yeah, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say but hold on but this is unconventional because it's back-to-back weeks which has never happened before right they stayed and, over and Buffalo is coming off a, a, an emotional win and if you look at historically in the NFL just in general teams that win by double digits rarely cover the next week it's like something about blowing the other team out affects a team it's just hard to do 
in this league to follow it up in back-to-back weeks. And, you know, the Bills were acting like a team that was celebrating something against Miami. We knocked them off. And Jacksonville is pretty much underachieved this year. You know, they've circled this game. So if the Bills lose, are we just going to write this off as, well, they had to go to London and they were coming off the Dolphins win, so it's not that big of a deal? I think the answer to that is probably yes. Yep. Yeah, I got yes, but what do we do in the alternate universe where the Bills win? Is it, wow, that was so impressive? Yes. You think so? In fact, I will give them more credit for winning this game than the Dolphins game. That is very unconventional. I think that pe- I think that one of the things that'll be is like, wow, the Jaguars disappointing again. What's wrong with the Jaguars? They stayed over. They circled it. They did everything they possibly could. More than a quarter of the way into the season, Trevor Lawrence still hasn't been able to get it going. All of that stuff. Like, I don't know what the Bills need to do to get a little bit more credit. Like this year, it's like they got overrated early. I give them this. I give them a ton of credit if they went there and won. Okay. I'm, I'm, I would be ready to do that. I mean, it okay. just seems like like a trap situation big time for them here where they spent so much energy winning that game and blowing out Miami, and now they got to follow it up with a trip to London against a team that's like, yeah, maybe we found something against Atlanta and we're going to bottle it up and use it against the Bills on Sunday. I just think it's so funny that everyone was like, there's something wrong with the Bills. There's something wrong with the Bills. There's something wrong with the Bills. There's something wrong with the Jaguars. They're the team that's underperforming. They're the team that does not look nearly as good as the hype and the picks. And they could be a 12-win team, a 13-win team. They could be the one seed. They should run away with their division. Like, they're the team that is falling short of the expectations in this matchup. And they could get – I think they could get blown out in this. Okay, Chiefs and Vikings. Now, I don't know if Taylor Swift is going to be at this game. I haven't kept up with it like you probably have. Kelsey gave a very terse answer on his podcast about the Taylor Swift situation and all the attention it's getting. Do you think it actually is turning into a distraction? No, I do not. He was asked on his podcast with his brother, and if people actually played the clip, he did not seem stressed or tense at all. The quote read a little bit worse than it was. He was like, I think it's fun when celebrities are shown at games. The NBA has figured it out perfectly. They sit courtside. You show a cutaway or two of Denzel and whomever, and then you go back to the game. This, it just feels like it's new to the NFL. They're doing it all the time. It's a little bit over the top. That's what he said. It was very innocuous. This guy hosted SNL. He wants to be an actor. He had a dating show. He does he does golf tournaments on TV, mic'd up while crushing Coors Lights. He is very comfortable in the spotlight. This is admittedly a different level. I mean, there's paparazzi in Kansas City outside of his house. Like that's that's I'm not saying that's not different and new for him, but he knows exactly what he got himself into with this. There's no part of me that thinks Fair Travis Kelsey so that's, is so that So it's not a distraction to Kelsey, but there's 52 other guys there in an entire organization to think about too. You're saying Kelsey's built for this. Of course he is. I'm just he saying that one- those comments, people I, – I thought that that was a very – I thought that the national talking heads 
that use that as an opportunity to take a cheap shot at Kelsey for being a hypocrite didn't watch the clip. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't I don't think that he himself in any way is bothered by it. In fact, I think he's eating it up. Like, I, I think he's thrilled uh, by, by all of the attention that he's getting because I think he looks at his Instagram account and sees that he's gaining like 100,000 followers a day. So I think he's thrilled personally. Uh, the team, we'll see. I think this is a great get-right spot. I love the Chiefs in this spot. Um, the Vikings' defense is not good. Their offensive line has been good. Their offense is good. It should be an exciting game to see them against the Chiefs' defense. Nick Bolton ex- expected to be back, though, for the Chiefs, which matters a lot for them, which I think will neutralize some of what the Vikings have done on the ground this year. I think that the Vikings are going to need to get into a track meet. I think that the Chiefs are very upset at how they played and executed offensively last week, and there's a huge drop-off between the Jets' defense and the Vikings' defense, and we get to see the Chiefs in a dome. I I think this is a game where the Chiefs' offense puts up 30-plus. Well, they better. I mean, because I think the Vikings are going to score in this game. I think this is their Super Bowl. Um, I think they've circled this game, too. And they you got a lot of teams circling a lot of games this week. Well, we're we're at the t- I mean, we're at the top of the rundown. Once we get to like the middle and the bottom <laughs> of things, I don't think the circling will be around at all. Okay. All right, a lot a lot of lot of week five circling going on here. But, but isn't it for the Vikings? I mean, it's a you want to talk about narrative changers. If they win at home, who cares that they started 0 and 3? They'll have a win against Kansas City. You know, you talked about the NFC wildcard race a few minutes ago and how you think there's an opportunity for someone to back their way in. I mean, I just think it's a massive game for Minnesota. Um, And look, do the Chiefs get the benefit of the doubt? Of course they do. You know, I said when they beat Jacksonville 17 to 9 and look like crap, like that was actually a big win for Kansas City because it showed they could play like a C C minus D plus game and still beat a contender. But at some point they're going to have to look good against a team. That's not the Chicago bears on, on both sides of the ball. And I'm still waiting for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, getting the half point here, the line at the bottom of the screen says three and a half. I like Minnesota because all they do is play in close games. I'll take the hook with them. Well, they would not have covered plus three and a half against the chargers. Right. But I mean, they, they played well enough to win that game is my point. Like, Yeah, they did. You you lose that bet, but you don't feel bad that you – the only way you feel bad about that bet is like, why do I put myself through the torture of watching Minnesota Vikings games? <laughs> That's right. right? It, and it is torture. 